I'm Sydney. I'm Ashley. And you're about to listen to some rough shit. Some really sad, stupid shit. But if you love tea... We're about to serve you some tea, girl. Girl, you better pull up a chair. You better get cozy. Because we're serving you the piping hot tea about the end of our very long-term relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And how devastated we are. We are so sad. Wow! I've never been sadder in my life. (laughs) We're all having a great time. It's going to be fine. We're going to get through it together. Well, me and Ashley are. beverage, um, cheers to you, my friend. Um, and if you've ever been broken up with or have had to break up a long-term relationship, get ready to relive that. This, <laughs> Just this, relive it. This show is going to be about us talking to each other about our ill-timed breakups and about how we are working through those issues yeah. and growing from them and hopefully. how, and how hopefully, and how we've been there for each other and how the women in our lives have been there and how... We're just dealing. Maybe this you'll relate. This show is about how to deal. How and to deal. I hope that it teaches you how to deal, too. How to deal, too. What are we, what are we talking about today? We're going to talk about so many different things. And the first thing that I want to talk about is crushes. <gasps> I'm having a lot of crushes. You crushing? I'm crushing horde. Horde. And it's like very interesting to crush after not crushing for so long. Okay. You know that feeling? There's a really great article. You've had crushes I, in your relationship though. There's no way that like you went five years and didn't have a crush. That's interesting. Hmm. I think that I did, but it was never like a... It wasn't like this, because you're in a relationship, so you're like, oh, that person's cute and whatever, but you're not gonna, like, I'm very fiercely loyal, so I just, like, never, whatever, right, okay. feel that way. This is crushes that I, like, want to act upon and, like, I'm very excited about, and, like, it's a different feeling for sure. Like a crush that there's the possibility of pursuing. Yes. Okay. Even though they are seemingly unavailable to me. <laughs> seemingly? Or are? They either are or they are not. They either are or they're not, and, like, maybe they are not, but I want them to be. Some of them could be. It's just all very confusing. It's confusing to me. I'm writing a Dr. Seuss book, if you didn't know. Um, My friend... Do you like green eggs and ham? I love green eggs and ham. Sam, I am. I'm Sam. Who are you crushing on? There are a handful of men. Uh, Okay. Isn't that a lot? Lost interest already. I know. (laughs) Um, And, like, one person does... It's like, why is everyone an artist? I hate myself. Like, one's a musician, one does film, one does photography. Like, one, it's like. So, are these film and photo guy again? No! These are different new, film and photo guys? Photo guy. Photo guy. Photo guy's included. Oh. But other people are new. There's, okay. a, there's film guy part two. There's like a film. A there's new a, film there's guy. a new film person. We can't call him film guy, call him something else. We can't call him like camera op. Screen too, like no. You know what I mean? Can you pick something that isn't job related? Like literally, do you realize Never, that you do that? I know I do that. You categorize yourself and everybody else by what they do for a living. That's how I primarily work and and interact with people. Is your job? Yeah. You, I try to actively challenge myself by that because it's it always seems rude when I like I don't want to ask people what they do. It seems rude, but I know that you're such a networker. But like when I meet people, I try to ask them. I say, Hey, how do you spend your time? 
I know, and I love that about you. And I love because that then question. they can answer that. They can answer that like, oh, at my job where I do this, or they can say like, oh, well, like I love to knit. Right. Which like at that point, I'm leaving that conversation because I don't <laughs> care to discuss someone's <laughs> knitting. But like, he has a really lovely and like. Dick. His, no, I've had no. These are crushes. I haven't okay, gotten there yet. Okay. Um, the other film person has like he has like a lovely laugh. Like I love his laugh. Laugh guy does <laughs> no, not. No, it's terrible. He takes long walks in the nighttime. Him, what if we call him the comedian? Comedian. Let's call him a comedian. Okay. I love it. He's funny. again job title. <laughs> but wow, he's not actually. A comedian. He's not really a comedian. So okay, comedian. There's film guys back. We hate it. Um, there's just a lot of crushes. It doesn't matter either way. My friend Charlotte basically served me my life by saying, "quote quote." <laughs> I think you're crushing all these dudes that are unavailable to you because it's safe. And that just shattered my whole life. Hmm. Tell us more about that. Because when you're crushing on somebody that's unavailable to you, you, there's no risk and there's no pressure. Because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It can't happen. It can't happen. All you have is like fluttery, like good feelings and like you're excited, but nothing can go further and there can only be so much emotional depth. So it is very safe. And I did not realize that about what was happening. So unavailable, do we mean in a relationship? Do we mean emotionally unavailable? Like, what is unavailable? They're all of the above. Like, one is in a relationship. One is definitely emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. The other just is, like... Physically sick. unavailable? <laughs> Physically not unavailable, in not in the city that I'm in. Okay. Like, there are many layers of unavailability happening right now. Hmm. So that was just very intriguing and I've like meditated on that a lot because it is very safe. Yeah. But also like a crush is a crush at the same time, right? Well, maybe you need to crush. Well, yeah, if you feel that, but also like it, maybe this is what you're supposed to be experiencing. Meaning you may like after you have been so burned and so hurt and felt so unsafe, maybe a safe crush is like the best kind of crush to have. And it feels good. A low stakes, safe crush. That's like kind of like why I'm enjoying it because it's like I can get excited, but there's no pressure. And I don't like bottom line. I was in a relationship for five years. I'm 24. Even if I fell in love tomorrow with, like, the most amazing person on this earth, I wouldn't want to have that again. I wouldn't want to settle down. I wouldn't want to be in the same place. Like, I know that I need to be single. Mm -hmm. So I think a crush is kind of almost... It's safe, and it's also kind of my only option at this very point. It's all you're interested in really dedicating time for. Yeah, and fostering at all. So that's been interesting. But, like, film guy Mm -hmm. update. Mm -hmm. So, like, last time we left this, I sent a co-star screenshot oh <laughs> Jesus <laughs> that? Um, so that was terrible and then he was like supposed to come back in town and then he did it and then he was like in a different country for the whole summer but he was like DMing me on Instagram the whole time huh 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 and I know again his best friend and I would see the best friend and the best friend's like well you know I haven't heard from him at all whatever trying not to take stock into any of these things cause it's just a crush and then turns out he moves here lol wait to this city to this very city of new orleans oh so now he lives here great turns out wherever you move there you are (laughs) (laughs) so i'm unwell that's real um and 
went to hit okay so my friend i know him through my friend's husband we go to my friend's i'm already bored i know 30th birthday party synthesize he's there you see him at a party we're all at the party whole night get drunk go back to their house too much exposition i'm sorry doesn't matter we're at their house okay i pull out the couch because i'm drunk and i'm like i'm gonna sleep on this couch tonight okay He's upstairs. He comes wind up in a bed. Y'all wind up in a bed together. We wind up in a bed together. Thank you. Fuck. Storyteller. We you wind, wind up, up in a bed together. Okay, but can, you missed the whole point where he literally strips into naked into tidy whities. He's in tidy fucking whities. The only thing that's right. Laying in bed next to me. When you say tidy whitey, can you describe what you mean? I mean, I know what it means, but I want you to describe what like it is. Like his, his pale... Oh, man thigh. A pale man, man thigh. thigh. <laughs> a pale hairy a man pale, thigh is what made me gay. Man thigh in a small. This man is in tight white briefs, boxers. Boxer briefs. Like they're, no, they're like high up on the thigh. Like they look like a high waisted pair of underwear. Like the, <laughs> the dick is too close. Like it's still hidden. You know, like I just don't. <laughs> Next to me, he puts, he's like, I'm, you know, I'm navigating this crush. I'm like, I'm not that tired. AKA. It's three in the morning. AKA, we'll let, we'll, you know, I'm open to things happening. I'm like, I'm not tired. He's like, I'm not tired either. I want to watch a movie. I'm like, cool. He's like, there's a movie that I really want to see. Puts on a fucking. Documentary. Bukowski. No, what is <laughs> yes. it? A musical. Nietzsche. Nietzsche? How do you pronounce the Nietzsche. Fo- Nietzsche? I don't fucking Who know. Who fucking cares is what I have to say. It is a three-hour black and white oh, no. Nietzsche film that he puts on and then pulls me into him to fucking cuddle. Have we ever made out? No. No. Has a move ever been made? No. This is the move. A fucking black and white three-hour Nietzsche film. Sad boys. Sad boys. Sad fucking boys. I'm like, what oh, the shit? Boo-hoo. The scene like does not change for like five minutes. That like, made my pussy so dry. It is a literal scene of a black and white like farmhouse and a strong wind. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in I fucking German words. or whatever. And there's like shit. There's like subtitles. So literally, like, I'm sitting. You know, then we're just sitting there. So what? Okay. <laughs> What results? He tur- he no turns, dick is out. No dick's out. The movie turns off at some point because it's like, mm-hmm. we're not going to go to bed until five. That's dumb. And then he turns off the movie and I'm like, that was fucking weird. So I turn over to go to bed and then he fucking spoons my ass in no. tidy whiteies. This is a new low for you. What the fuck? I'm not having, I am no longer entertaining conversations with straight women about how much they wish they were gay. Because (laughs) y'all do shit like this. Y'all let men lay next to you in bed for three hours to a black and white film. And then in their tidy whities they try to touch you afterward. Like, here's what we're not doing. He didn't even try to touch me. He was just, like, it was like a very kind, like... Like it was like a spoon after sex. If if As someone is spooning me, their hand's gonna go in my pants. That that never happened. That's all I. Lo- that's the whole point of spooning. I fucking know. 
I don't like this. And guy. then we woke up and went to brunch, and I was like, "What's going the fuck on?" I don't do brunch unless you like beat this pussy up. No, up, it was up, her birthday. Up. That's why I did it. The friend's birthday. We don't go to. Which brunch. was basically a double date. You don't get fed until this pussy gets fed. This pussy gets fed. Ooh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't no. love that. <laughs> no, that. we don't like it. So that but, like you don't no. That was definitely a turnoff, and it was super weird. Mistakes and were made. Mistakes were made, and the, it's like, it, I wish I could say that it's complicated, because it's not. It's like, we're both hung up on our exes. It's like, not a big deal. And we have... I didn't know that men got hung up on their exes. I had no well, idea. it is true. And we've had multiple conversations. Like, we've... I don't know what is going on, but when we talk to each other, we talk for like five hours, and we can't not do that. And it's very intimate, and we get into a lot of details, and I feel I've like... I've heard the same... Sh- I've heard you say the same shit about several dudes, which is like, oh my god, like, we just talk for hours. <laughs> I'm oh, bored! so embarrassing, I know. So am I! Like... But I don't know, it's like, how do you navigate that? It's like, okay, like, we obviously, like, get along really well, and we have, like, a great connection, and, like, what's going on? It doesn't... Again, I'm going back to what I've said in the last episode, which doesn't fucking matter. Like, who cares about these dudes? You can't, like, all these fucking art sad boys that you think are cool, like, they're wasting your fucking time. Like, you're having these five-hour conversations and your pussy's not getting eight. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> it's true, It's though. true. Amen. And, like, you just told me that you love having a crush and, like, you're not ready for anything serious. You should be getting fucked. It's so true. And the one, but I'm the not, one I'm, fuck that I had, my whole body rejected. Okay, we're gonna talk about that, too. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, the salsa dancer. Oh, you, okay, you, you mentioned this to me briefly, but, so yeah, the salsa dancer. So the salsa dancer. The mathematician salsa dancer. Mathematician salsa dancer and I have been. Sounds fake. It does, it sounds super fake, but I swear to God it's not. Who drives a motorcycle. Very fake, but it's not. Um, he and I have been, like, consistently seeing each other very casually for, like, four months. And then, like, last. Very casually. Very, very, like, it's a, what are you doing Thursday night? And it's a coordination to smash. Smash coordinate. It's a smash coordinate. So, last week, at his house, smash, wake up, I'm in his bathroom, I'm looking at the floor, and I'm, it's like, have you ever had an out-of-body experience? Like, you're, there's a voice that's you, but it's also not you, because it's like telling you what to do. And in therapy, we call that uh, derealization and depersonalization. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, this voice was like... Oh, this is the last time you're gonna be in this bathroom because that's the last time you're gonna fuck that dude. <laughs> and I and I and my whole I went like me as myself was like, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I get, mm, I guess we're not doing that anymore. So which um, of yourselves was it? Was it your past self? Was it your future old lady self? I don't I, know which self told you that. I have no clue because what's so weird is that like he was a good consistent. Fuck. How long ago was that? that Last that week. Last week. So y'all haven't spoken since? No, he's like tried to hit me up. And you don't respond? No, I've responded. But you're like I'm not so interested. busy. You're busy. You're not going to tell him like, hey, I'm not I don't down. know. I don't know what to do. Because because uh, it's not like I'm not trying. It's like I, I would, but I can't. Because like my whole body is like, no. no. You're over it. Isn't that weird? It was like a whole closing of a chapter. Ooh. And he was like sleeping when I left. Like it was the one day that he was off or whatever. Because he like started school back up again to finish his master's. And it's like, I literally left without a trace. 
Did you ghost? I ghosted. Oof. Am I going to ghost, though? You're ghosting. That's, like, kind of rude. I don't know how I feel about that. I... I don't want to... I don't think I've ever done that to somebody, and I don't think I would. I don't think that it's nice, and I wouldn't want to. But, but I also, haven't been, like... I'm not interested. I, like, give another reason. Because I also... Because that, like... I don't know. That's also hurt. Because it's not really about them. It's all about you. So it's, like, I'd rather tell them that I'm just busy or, like whatever rather than being like oh i'm not really interested anymore but there's a way that you could really say that. they can internalize it, but that's that you're not responsible for other people's feelings <sighs> well oof and that's yeah. when you say hey uh you know salsa guy i have so enjoyed our time together and getting to know you i am uh pursuing other things right now and i'm not interested in continuing what we have but i really enjoyed myself and Maybe oh. in the future. No. Just Not I wish you, No, just I wish you all the best. Fuck. It's been great. This is the first time I ever had to do anything like this. I know. <sighs> a lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. A lot of firsts. Stressed. I have, I'm having my own first. <gasps> Tell everyone. I'm in my first relationship after a breakup. After this big breakup. I'm in a full-ass relationship. I'm dating someone. A full-ass relationship. A full I'm in a flash relationship. I love it. So. Guess who it's with? It's with leg tats. Oh, I like that. My first and only Tinder date. You really fucked up. I really fucked up Tinder. Didn't really, didn't really make the most of that situation. You really fucked up being a whore. I thought we were in this together and you really abandoned me. Host Summer 19 turned into Housewife Summer 19 and now I'm booed up again. I like really actually hate it. I know. I'm happy for you, but I hate it. But you've met her. I love her. Several times. You love her. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. Probably, like, on par to you. I I mean, I said it in episode four, part one. Yeah. I'll say it again. Funniest person that I know. Except for me. That's really impressive. So. And I think it's, like, a necessity when it comes to you. Oh, I have to be the funny person. That's not, that's a non-negotiable um, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, we, we had been seeing each other for sub, you know, a month, almost two months. And she was like, so you're my girlfriend. And I was like, nope. And she was like, I mean, what, what about this is not girlfriend level? And I was like, uh, and you know, we, she's an Aquarius. I feel like that's important to note. Aquarius sun, Aquarius rising, Libra moon. We both have a Libra moon. Whoa. Both of our Mars are in Gemini. I feel like that's also important to note. So mm-hmm. the sex is off the hook. Sex is on the same page. Off the chain. You feel me? Um, I've gotten a lot of texts. Ashley's gotten way too much information about my sex life, and I will. I'll spare you all. Well, I'll, I'll share, share one a little. thing. You what? When you're Uh-oh. popped, when you've popped a melatonin. Oh. <laughs> at. Eight? Oh, like, no, it was like 11 or like oh, 10. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and you get a text from Sydney fucking Blanchard saying, I'm being tied up. If I don't respond in 20 minutes, come get me. Call the police. No, you said come get me. Which <laughs> means that me, when I didn't have a car, <laughs> would have to hop upon my bicycle and I'm ride like my bike to from you. your very home to try to rescue you. What the fuck is I gonna 
do. It's a new relationship. It's the first time that I have let this person restrain me, and I just, I wanted to play it safe. No, I'm so, I wanted to be that person for you. Like, I always want to be that person for you. I want you to text me about it. Um, but, but I just, like, really laughed at the fact that you thought that, like, I could help in any way. I wanted you to call the police, Ashley. <laughs> okay. I didn't want you, I wasn't I was going to show take it up. upon myself to, like, get my fucking, like, raid spray and, like, hum <laughs> And, like, a hacksaw. Like, yeah, just, like, fucking break the door down, panting from biking the whole way, and, like, spray the fuck out of her with raid. <laughs> that was... That was going to be my DIY plan. The thing is, is that it turned out great. It really, well, yeah. You and, did text me. <laughs> and I did text you, and I was like, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah. We're good. We're um, good. Yeah, so, you know, she she has been so patient because she's coming into a very difficult situation, which is me being very guarded and yeah. terrified. Um, she's been incredibly patient. She has called me out on shit that I needed to be called out on, including, like, my absolute inability to make a future plan with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Meaning, up until two weeks, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can't. Like, I can't make a plan with you next month because, like, you might leave me. Right. Like, you might abandon me. She, she's in therapy, has been in therapy for a long time. I'm in therapy, and we have a lot of, like, good conversations about boundaries and where we're at emotionally and, like, you know, just, like, dyke shit. Um, I... I'm always just, like, so impressed and envious to, like, hear about Dyke's conversations with each other. They're so open and honest and transparent, yeah. and, like, everyone is admitting to the thing, to their shortcomings, but also, like... We try. Trying to be... We're processing. Yeah, with one another. So, yeah, I mean, we've obviously done a lot of processing, and, you know, the other day, like, I was telling her, just, like yo, like, we are both doing a really hard thing. Like, you're dating someone freshly out of a relationship. I'm a person who's freshly out of a relationship trying to date. And, like, you have fears and you have hang-ups and you have, like, reservations. And, like, I have... Like, we we all come into any new situation with, like, this built-in, like, trauma and, like, past experience. And I was just... I was complimenting us both. I was like, we are so brave. Like, we're so brave for trying to do this. And who knows how it'll turn out. But, like, for right now, we're just both enjoying each other's company and getting to know each other and having bomb sex and listening to like emo music from high school and that's so fun we have a nashville trip planned in october that's so fun so you know i got a bitch traveling i got a bitch quit smoking for me i got a bitch at the gym i got she's a bitch doing meal prepping for you yeah what she's happened hung this up. weekend oh should i talk about it yeah I'm going to be so fucking vague, but I'll tell you about it. Yeah. This weekend, there were some revelations. There were there were straight women tempting me at a pool party. Mm-hmm. There are gay women tempting me also at a pool party. There are There is my ex who is texting me about uh, intimate stories about times that we've had sex. While my current girlfriend is texting me um, and picking fights with me about navigating my co-parenting with my dog, so like it was an intense weekend. Yeah, but for also fucking let's with me. pause and talk about how you got Frankie back. <gasps> okay, I want to talk about Frankie because can you explain what's happening at this exact moment? Frankie is how many pounds? A hundred pounds. A hundred pound. Mastiff. An Italian Mastiff. An Italian Mastiff, thank you. Mm-hmm. And she is currently on this couch, and she has her head 
just upon my lap and is just chilling. She's core. She's fully asleep in your lap. Aww. And it's very Is this your favorite thing you've ever seen in your whole life? I've never seen you like get this like you're tolerating this but you're doing a great job of tolerating this dog love you're welcome thank you so much um i'm not a dog person you're not an animal person in general yeah that's a great point (laughs) but you love frankie because i love frankie i love whatever you love so francesca fabu is her middle name which it's short for fuck a bitch up how did i never know that it's on her papers Frankie Fabu. Fuck a bitch <laughs> That's amazing. Fabu. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Last, I'm getting oh, too loud. You woke her up and oh she's God. growling Go at you. Go to sleep. I'm sorry. I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She looks so uncomfortable. No, baby. Go back to sleep. Go, go, go. Not night. Not night. Not night. Okay. She moved and now she's... Now she's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Well, oh. So, Francesca Fabu... Um, is back into my life and she I have her for the next week and I'm very excited about it and but how is like it happened making that happen making that happen was the hardest thing I've ever done so the last thing that you guys heard was the incident mm-hmm. which occurred and you giving her up and me basically saying yeah I can't see my dog if this is what it's gonna be I can mm-hmm. so that was two months three months two months i don't know when that happened i like i'm that honestly, was like june july so now we're in sep- almost october months, yeah it's been two months without um, the dog that you literally were with every day since her very birth yeah it was two months where i didn't see my dog who i literally raised from a puppy and when i got her when we got her she was eight weeks old and i was working from home and the first two years of her life i was not I was not not with her. So to not have her was horrible. I mean, it was horrible. I I stopped crying about my ex a long time ago. Not seeing Frankie made me cry. I'm not exaggerating. Almost nightly for those two months. It was like I could ignore it. I could, I could not think about it. And then night would hit. And like in my like alone quiet times, all I could think about was like, my baby like I don't want to have kids I've never wanted to have kids that's not a thing that's going to happen for me I just don't want it but I've always loved and wanted animals and like this dog is my child like Mm -hmm. I won't have kids this is my kid Mm -hmm. not seeing my fucking kid for that amount of time and then not only that but like not having a way to like explain it to her or like let her understand that like why you're not there. Why I'm not there. Like, I was 100% her primary caretaker. And I don't think my ex would disagree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. she traveled a lot for work. And it was mostly me home with Frankie. And, like, coordinating, like, you know, just all day, every day being with this dog. And so, after two months of not seeing her, I, I mean, I couldn't stand it anymore. I was losing my fucking mind. I was crying about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it. It became, like, something that I couldn't ignore anymore. And I bit the bullet. And Labor Day weekend... I crafted a text to my ex, which was like, hey, I'm really sorry about how things went down between us. I want to have a relationship with Frankie. I don't know if you're open to that, and I don't know what that looks like, but I want to, like, have that conversation. And I'm open to, like, you know, whatever the possibilities are. Please let me know. 
and she texted him back the next day and was like, you will always be her mother. Like, mm. she is currently at boarding while I start this busy time at work. But in two weeks, when I have her back, like, I will coordinate with you and, like, you can absolutely see her. So, that was the hardest thing I did, you know? Like, putting yeah. myself out there and, like, being vulnerable and... um opening myself up to hurt again from this person was really scary, but, like, I knew that I had to try because nothing will keep me from Frankie. And mm-hmm. I, I, that two months, I feel like, was so hard, but it was so necessary for me. Um, I needed that separation from the situation, and as hard as it was, like, it was the right thing, but I don't think I could have gone another minute. I mean, I was losing my mind without her. You didn't share that, really. I didn't because I couldn't. I literally couldn't think about it. Like mm. anytime I thought about it, it made me sick. Like it made me sick to my stomach and all. Like I mean, I'm so crazy. Like I literally was texting my friend Corey and I was like, I want to like write Frankie a letter and like send it to my ex. Like, do you think that she'd read it to her? Like, oh my god, no. Like it, that's uh, like I feel like that's like mom shit. That's like something a mom would do. I I think that like there are people who are dog people, but there are also like it's hard to. The thing that me and my ex will always share is Frankie. Mm-hmm. And what we will always share, no matter whatever happens between us, is what we went through with this dog. And, like, it's hard to describe. Like, we have a very specific dog. She is a big dog. She is a powerful dog. She is a beautiful dog. We went through surgeries and training and more surgeries and just, every like, moves and everything with this dog. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she was our whole world. And... I think that there are people who are more casual dog owners who don't get it. And most people, I think the majority of the people in my life don't understand, like, why I fought so hard to have Frankie in my life. And, like, why I was willing to, like, risk it all again to, like, have her back and, like, to see her. And why I'm willing now even to consistently, like, have to have conversations and text exchanges with the ex. Like, I'm willing to do that because this is my fucking child. Yeah. And no one will ever, like, no one except for my ex, truly. Like, she might be the only person will ever understand what me and this dog's relationship is. It's it's the most important thing to me. I've never, I've never, like, this dog, I'm about to get emotional again. I mean, I, this dog made me grow up, you know? Like, she's the, she's the hardest thing I've ever done. Like, raising her and taking care of her and providing for her and making sure that she lives, like, her best, happiest life gives me so much fulfillment. And all I'm saying is nothing is making me happier than seeing her <laughs> asleep in your lap right now. Well, I think it's also interesting that, like, you're Leo, right? Yeah. You, like, love to love. love That's to so love. much a part of your personality. And so, like, you give love to everyone in your life. And you gave so much love to this dog. And a dog, all a dog wants to do is love. And so, like, this is I'm this, a dog. This is this. <laughs> but, like, this is this figure in your life that, like will always be there for you, like, has loved you unconditionally from the beginning, like, you know, like, you can't always rely on people like that, dogs for have, things like that. Dogs have so much to teach us about love. Mm-hmm. So much. And she taught, I mean, you know, people say this all the time about their pets, but it's true, it's like, you know, in times when I was anxious and depressed and, like, going through shit in my own life, like, you know, I had to wake up in the morning. I had to keep the house clean because, like, she could get into something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I had to wake up at 7 in the morning because she needed to go to the bathroom. She needed to be walked. Like, she's not about needs. you anymore. It's yeah. not about me. And, like, I think a lot of people feel that way about their children. And But, like, this dog made me grow up. 
so fast. She was a part of my, my like, my growing up as yeah. an adult. And, um, you know, even when I, you know, I there was a real worry for me that I would never see her again. And I don't think I could have coped. I think the only thing that helped me through those months was knowing that, like, like I, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I... There was not one time during that two months that I ever worried about whether or not she was being taken care of. Because, again, like, me and my ex are the people, like... I trust her, you know, she's done me wrong in many ways, but I fully never worried about Frankie. I fully trust her 100% to do the best thing by Frankie. Mm -hmm. And I know without question that she feels the exact same about me. And like, no matter whatever happens between the two of us, it's like, there is something so much more important that we will always prioritize and it will always be this dog. And like, I have full faith in that. It's like about Frankie. Feelings aside, like we are the only people who know all the money and time and effort and energy and love that we've put into this animal and that is something that will always bond us and like I, you know it makes me th- are you getting emotional no she's snoring she's snoring <laughs> it's really cute <laughs> she's very sleepy she's so sleepy but okay what's okay so it's interesting that you can both put it as, put feelings and like things aside about because of this dog, and it's like the greater good of the dog. Absolutely. Which is an interesting thing, and I and I think like divorced parents like that, you know, share the kids. Like that's a whole thing. Yeah. Because you like want what's best for your kids. One hundred percent. So that's like that's a huge thing to be going through and yeah. to be navigating yeah. as a young adult. Um, but also like, is she putting everything aside for the dog? She hasn't made it very easy. Yeah. To be honest. Um, she's not been respecting my boundaries around the types of conversations that we need to be having. Meaning, mm-hmm. I've set the boundary several times that, like, the only exchanges that I really want to have with with her are related to the dog. Coordinating picking up the dog. Coordinating seeing the dog. She has kind of taken that as an in to pry, it feels like to me, for information about me um because we are you know she doesn't know really anything that's going on in my life and it's not really her business um because you blocked her because i blocked her and probably really smart yeah that's really smart she doesn't need to know those things about me and i think probably you know this is all conjecture at this point but the last few conversations we've had like you know like there's things that i'm comfortable with and there's things that i'm not and it's like you know, she asked about my grandparents who are elderly and like not doing well. And of course I want to tell her about that. And she, and then I asked her about her parents and like her mom, because like that's the whole situation. Um, What's your, um, well, I just like, is that, is that okay? That felt okay to me. What doesn't feel okay is her like recommending books to me or like Mm. her, like, like texting me about like memories of times in which we had sex yeah you know so like those things feel unsafe and inappropriate to me and like you asking me about my like grandfather with alzheimer's who like you know like that was a part of my life and obviously like her being with me like she knew about that like that's important um well i felt like so i didn't tell my ex happy birthday on his birthday which was over labor day weekend and I was very, like, 
weird about that because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. texted me on my birthday and you're like, what do you, yeah. but then like, are we just going to text you on our birthdays for like, what is the, what are we doing? He, neither of us did that. Mm. Well, I, but I had blocked, I had blocked her number. You did. Yeah. Like I had blocked her phone number yeah. after the incident. Well, he texted me on my birthday and we all knew how that fucking ended up. So like that was terrible. So I was like, I don't really want to open that gate. No. Again. But then his family dog died. Not your monkeys, not your circus. I know. I know. And the same thing. It's like, this is like, and like, I interacted with this dog and like, we would like go. And so you're like, well, fuck. So I like messaged him about the dog. And he's like, it means a lot to you say that. And like, the conversation ended like shortly after. The conversation ended shortly after. But it was like, I, I just felt like you just kind of feel like you have to say something because you were there for so long yeah. but see I, I never felt like I had to say anything I just genuinely felt like I wanted to well I mean I can't say that I that okay great you're you're a writer words oh, oh my <laughs> god especially, especially but I do I mean specifically I really, so it was not my, my question is was it not was it out of obligation or was it that you genuinely no, cared I genuinely I genuinely cared and this is the thing that you don't the story that I've been waiting to tell you all night you literally we have fully had several hours of hangs and you have not told me what you're about to say because you want to save it for the pod and that is honestly a level of commitment and dedication that I respect you're welcome so what is this oh my god hold well, on well I was talking to our mutual friend and the mutual friend was like hey just to let you know your ex got bit by a copperhead again hmm. so so he had previously been bitten by a snake. Two years, Two ago, years ago, he was bit by a snake on the foot. A copperhead yeah. is a very dangerous snake, and like almost fainted. He's like a very large man. His his entire leg swelled up to like the thigh. Like it was very bad and dramatic. So his he- like it was so crazy because like ever it's been nine months mm-hmm. and all like I've been emotionally navigating this, but it made me realize. Like, besides the dog thing, Mm -hmm. like, how much I still care for this person. Mm. Because I was immediately like, oh, like, oh, fuck. Is he okay? Holy shit. Who is there? Is it on his foot again? I can't believe he was walking barefoot in the path again. Like, just, you know, like, you're immediately, like, in that protective and, like, scared mode. I feel like I'm going to pull a therapy moment. You just use the you... But I feel like you need to reframe that and say I. Because you are, you just explain that situation as if it is like very common. Or that like, it's like you're saying like, well you know how it is when you care about your ex still and they get bit by a copperhead. Yeah. I think you need to like say that again and say it with an I statement. And accept that that's how you feel. we and you. I know. I never say I. I know. But I, I do. I still care. And I think that's why I'm listening to that Beyonce Homecoming no, no. Live song. Say the I whole care. Thing. Say the whole thing again. Say you know how it is. When, you know how it is when I when I find out that my ex mm-hmm. was bit by a poisonous snake, and I was and, not there. And I and I was not there. Yeah, and I, and I don't care. know what's going on. And I still really, really care. And I didn't know. That looks hard for you, just on your face. It, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. You, it seems like you're judging those feelings. I really... Because I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Not I feel long. like I shouldn't care anymore. I wish that I didn't care anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, like, very difficult. 
to say that I do. And to real like it sucks because I want to be the person that's like, oh, I wish him all the best and like we are, you know, like uh, in his very life. Like I wish I could be that person, but I'm not. I'm I if I found out that he was dating someone else, like that would crush me. Like I think I it's like I want him to be miserable for like a very long time. Like I can say that I want him to be well, but I truly want him to like be miserable emotionally. I this is where like I feel like I want to hop in and say like I'm not saying that the way that I handled my breakup is in any way better than the way you handled your breakup. It's just been different, and I want to share with you the things the way that I feel currently and 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 what I think I did to achieve that. Yeah, I don't think that I handled it correctly at all. No, I'm not. But I'm saying like <laughs> I know that you're I'm just not saying, saying I'm, that. At, I'm just saying like I'm at a different place, and I feel like the reason I'm at a different place is partly because we're different people, but also partly because of like the, the steps that I have taken, and I just want to share that with both you and our audience. Okay, I want to go, and then I have things to say afterwards too. About what? Well, it's not bad. I just like think that things I have things to say. So go ahead. Okay, I want to say that. I am, I can, I feel like I'm, we're, we're in a different place in that, like, I can genuinely say, I don't care. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way, and I don't mean, it's like, I feel like the negative would be, like, fuck you, I hope bad things happen to you. The right. positive would be, I wish you all the best. Right. I'm in a very, like, neutral, neutral. place with it, where I'm like, I don't care. And, and, like, I can say that sincerely without emotion attached to it, like, I like if something terrible happened and I found out about it, I would obviously be like concerned. But in the same way like that I would be concerned if like any old friend, like you know, like my best friend from kindergarten, you know, like if I found out that like one of her parents was sick, I'd be like, "Oh god, like that's I knew those awful. people, like yeah. that's awful." But I wouldn't feel that like intense like responsibility or connection to it. And I think it's partly the difference in that is that A we're different people, but B, I think I have done a lot of work to separate myself from this person. Yeah. By that I mean, like, you guys maintain an intimate relationship following the breakup. Yeah. She and I did not. Yeah. Um, she has been blocked on my social media, and I've been blocked on hers since, like, day two. Yeah. Y'all have that not did done not that. Do that. Yeah. Um, our conversation has been limited to um, texting about the dog. Well, immediately after, we still talked, and we had that therapy session. But since that therapy session our conversation has been limited to the dog and then whatever she wants to say. So it's like, we You're, don't know about each other's lives. Yeah. And that was hard to do. And, but you and, did it. But I did it. But she said, like, recently, like, when we were texting, and again, this is pushing a boundary, but, like, she said, like, this has been really tough. Like, it's been tough for me, like, to maintain this boundary. And I thought, I remember, when, I didn't tell this to her, but, like, when I read that, I was like, it hasn't been tough for me. It's wow. actually been really easy for me. It's been healing for me to maintain those boundaries. And, like, for me to, like, have that conversation with myself of, like, what feels safe for me, what feels good for me, what doesn't. And then to tell her, hey, I don't want to talk about these things. I do want to talk about these things. And, like, to Well, you're also in a position that, of control in that situation as well. But you are, too. I Meaning we all are. Like, we yeah, can like, all we tell someone, like... control, yeah. Right. But uh, the control that I took was I just, I guess, knew in some instinctual way that, like having information about each other would not in any way make me feel good. And that doesn't mean that I'm not curious or that I wasn't curious, but that curiosity goes nowhere good. And I, I just worry about you because you have been like blocking and unblocking, like communicating and like not communicating. It's like you, you doing that is obviously 
hurtful. Yeah, it's not it's not helpful at all. And but I also wonder if it's like that thing where you're like, I hope he's miserable or like you wish him well. It's like you're still trying to get positive and negative and like to I me need to get to the neutral place. A neutral place is like so good. It feels so good to be neutral. I want to be neutral and I'm there are steps that I need to take to be neutral and I I don't know why I am not taking those steps. It just seems like you're opening yourself up to a world of hurt as if you haven't hurt enough from this person. I know. I know. I just, and I don't know why. It's been a long time. It's like, what needs to happen to like get through, it, it doesn't, it like literally doesn't make sense to me. And what we were talking about this earlier and it's just like, I hate that I'm always going to love this person. Yeah. Like I'm, he's always gonna be that person for me. Yep, he's a part of the, he's a part of your story. He's a part of it. Yeah, and and I, just, he's inextricable from those years of your life. I mean, like, imagine like you know, I mean, you'll this will happen to you one day, but it's happening to me right now. Like I'm in this new relationship, and every every story that I have is well, when we blah 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 blah, or right. when we went here, and when we lived here, and when we did this thing and it's like I'm having to like unlearn those things and I, I, I'm learning to say I like I'm learning to be like well I went to Denver Colorado and like here's what I did and like because I'm trying to like like there's a reality which is that we spent those years together yeah but there's also like tearing your like tearing yourself out of that and like reinventing those memories and the stories to be around you and not like us like that has helped me too is to be like, I went here, and like, I feel this way, and I feel like I still talk a lot in the we, which is weird, because there's, there's a new we now. Yeah. Wow. You know? Well, and that's something else that, like, I think you having this person that, like, showered you with, like, love and affection, and, like, I have a friend that got out of a long-term relationship where she was, like, gonna get married, and, like, is seeing this guy consistently, and is dating this guy, and, like, he's showering her with, like, love and affection, and, like, it's, like, y'all both jumped into kind of new relationships fairly quickly Mm -hmm. that were positive and this person's Mm -hmm. a great person and they're kind and they're funny and they're like attentive and like all these things and so there is a dichotomy because you're healing Mm -hmm. and you're heartbroken but at the same time you're like being loved and you're like getting that part of yourself yeah that part of you that wants that love and affection like satisfied and i'm over here like not and navigating this like really weird fucking dating world for the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's all these fuckboys around. And I'm and of course I'm gravitating towards men that are like fucking sad and all this shit. Because that is the emotional depth that I'm like searching for. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that's what we crave as humans is emotional depth and connection to other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's really difficult to not like you're only getting pieces of these things. Yeah. And I know that that's not what I need right now. Yeah. But how can you tell yourself that you don't want that? Because, because we all want that. No. We don't all want it. Your higher self needs to step in right now and literally rip your phone from your hands and throw it in the fucking trash. In terms of, like, your boundary setting with your internet shit with this dude. Seriously. It's not good. And, and you... It's like you have suffered enough. You've suffered enough. The best thing that you could do for yourself, I genuinely feel in this moment, is to never know anything about this person again. Because that story with y'all is over. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop caring about him and thinking about him, whatever, but, like, you don't need more information. That information 
is dangerous and it doesn't fucking feel good. It doesn't feel good. Well, and it was so, it was like, so the, my friend was the one that told me uh-uh. about it. See, that's the other thing too. What the fuck did I tell you and everybody else? What did I say about, about my ex? Don't tell me shit. Don't tell me shit, yeah. Don't tell me fucking shit. I don't want to know if you fucking see her. I don't know. I don't want to know if you think she's doing well or not. I don't want to hear about new girlfriends or not. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear jack shit. And anytime anybody has come to me and said some little shit like that, I either cut them the fuck off or let them know very quickly, I don't want to know. I'm not interested. And it's rude of you to share that because I've made myself clear. So people in your life- We're setting up boundaries. We're setting boundaries. Like the friend literally sent me a picture- of my ex. Yeah, that that's fucking inappropriate. And it was incredibly triggering. Because yeah. he was making the same face that he made in the, in the picture that I saw in the very beginning. That was the screenshot of the text that he was sending, like, some bitch. So my first response was, how many women did the, he send this fucking photo to? Like, I just wonder. You know? That's the thing, is you have to, you need to chat with that friend. And you need to chat with all of your friends, including me. And say, any information about this person, I don't want it. And you sharing that information hurts me. And makes me uncomfortable and is is not what I want. Straight up. And I had to have that conversation with several people a couple times. And people want to tell you. They get some kind of weird, sick pleasure out of being like, well, you know she's moved on. Like, you know, does it hurt you that she's with someone else? Yeah, it does. But guess what? You don't need to be telling me that. And I don't even know about it. I don't even know about it. We're about to set some motherfucking boundaries, dude. I want that for you. It's gonna help I've never, you. I don't think that I ever, like, set boundaries, though. I no. let people take, 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 take everything from me. I'm like, here you go. Just, here we are. Boundaries are a two-way street. It's what you accept, and which, it's, it's, it's the treatment that you accept, and it's the actual boundary that you set up. It's two, it's two things. So it's like, you can set a boundary up, and you also have to maintain the boundary. That's the hardest part, is you can say all day, I don't want you to tell me about this. But when someone does, then you have to step in and go, hey, no. I've expressed that I don't want to know about this and it hurts me when you tell me things. And I don't, I, I'm going to reinforce that I still don't want to know. Shit. Boundaries it takes so much go both ways. It does. But it's not even self-control. It's like self-preservation. Like, well, it, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, but also like, this is your first big breakup and this is not my first big breakup. And I think that's a lesson that I have learned in previous breakups that like I brought into this breakup, which is like, I don't need to I know. I can't. No. It's not good for me. Whatever curiosity is there, kill it. Kill it. Yeah. You need to... I won't tell you what you need to do. But that is my two cents. I wonder what other people do. I mean, I think you're really right. I think... I I think I... In the beginning, I was like, I don't want you to talk to me for a month. Like, I think I originally... Knew what I needed to do, and then and like blocked like everything was blocked. Right, but you but and that I one like, person, meaning there's other people involved, like that friend. You know, like you would have known about this snake bite unless someone yeah, else told right. you. You're right. But you did you did do eventually a good job with maintaining that boundary. Like y'all don't talk. Y'all don't. We don't talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, the Instagram thing's hard, and I think. But I really like how you are like, they don't need to know about my life. And yeah. like, that's a power move too. Because I share a lot. But I also think that there was a twisted part of me that was like, I want them to see how well I'm doing and like that I'm thriving. But like, that doesn't matter. That's a, that's a dumb part. It's like, yeah, none of your fucking up. matters. You're, I don't know. I don't, and I don't want to sound like I'm some like, like sage, like wise person for that. I don't know how this happened for me, but like, 
at some point it just genuinely hit me like a ton of bricks and I was like this person is not relevant to me anymore. Who they're dating isn't relevant to me anymore. Who they're having sex with is not relevant to me anymore. What's going on in life is just simply not relevant. Again, not positive or negative. Right. Not fuck them, I don't even know. And not like, ooh, I hope they tell me. But just, it simply does not matter to me. Meaning, genuinely, genuinely, if tomorrow I find out that she's moving to Alaska, it has literally zero bearing on my life. Like, zero. I mean, except for, you know... Frankie, and seeing my dog, but, like, other than that, what this person chooses to do or not do, I don't care. I don't, I, I don't care. Like, and that's not like, oh, I worked on that really hard. It's just like, you've gotten to this point. But that's, again, that's, that's months of not having any contact, not knowing what's going on. Right. That has braced Time and, like, distance really does feel, yeah. I don't, I don't, she doesn't constantly pop up in my fucking feed, and I don't see what article she's put, like, I don't think about her. I don't think about her. Because I can't let myself and I won't let myself and I it does not involve me anymore at all it frankly does not involve me I have removed myself from that situation I think that like that's probably a huge part like you know if I had to speculate about why she's pushing boundaries with me and like trying to like have casual conversations with me it's like I think she misses there's a there's a big blank space when she thinks about me now yeah she has no idea where I'm living she didn't even know where I was living like she had asked me, like, where to bring the dog. Like, she didn't know where I was living. She has no she has no idea what's going on with my job. She has absolutely no idea, probably, that I'm seeing anybody. Yeah. Because I don't, like, the friends that we have that are still in common, I have let and them you've know. you've also let them know that you don't want them to share anything right. either. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is, like, I am seeing someone, and, like, weirdly, like, I don't really want her to find out because I know it would hurt her. Like, yeah. I'm not, it's not a secret, but, like, I would prefer my friends who are mutual friends with ours, like, not tell her that because I just think it would hurt her and there's no real reason to. She doesn't need to know that information. It's not relevant to her. Me seeing somebody is absolutely irrelevant to her. It, You're going to have to, like, spend know, some time, well, like, just monitoring like, it's that. It's just, I think it's so, I'm still, like, grappling with the fact that, like, we are both having to, like, untangle ourselves from someone that, like, we did not want to be untangled from. from. And, like, having to accept that we aren't, that this person is, like, not going to be in our lives, like, at all. In I which, don't think you've still accepted that. I, I don't think I have either. And, th- and this incident, like, has made me realize, like, I thought that mm-hmm. that was fine. Mm-hmm. But this incident, I was like, fuck. Because you felt it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, Shit. That's not good. No. <laughs> That's not good. What are, what's your plan going forward? Well, I think I have to, you know, block everything and, like, stick to it. And I need to tell the people that we're mutually friends with to, like, not update me on things mm-hmm. no matter, you know. I che- I kept those channels open because I wanted to know. Yeah. Because I'm a nosy bitch. Yeah. But it's not in my best interest to do so. It's not, a, it's not a power move. It's self-preservation. Yeah. I mean, if you want to think of it, if, if it makes you feel good to think that it's a power move, go for it. No, but it's like, it, it's not, it, it's, it's made up. It's fake. Yeah. It's not a real power move. It doesn't serve anyone in the future. Again, you're like, because you're accepting now that there's no bearing. You have no bearing on his life. He has no bearing on yours. Yeah. You just don't, that's not the role that you are. That's not the role that you're playing in each other's lives anymore. 
Do you think you just got to that realization because you kept your head down for so long and there was so much distance and time involved? Yeah. I set up those boundaries and stuck with those boundaries and those boundaries gave me that safety to remove myself, to really cut those ties. Do you think her telling you that she didn't want you anymore, like point blank, like helped you kind of be like, all right, that's like the... Yeah. I mean, I think I talked about that at some point where, like, did, yeah. when she said that... It, You're like, that's what I needed to know. Exactly. Like, I broke down sobbing, and I was like, I wish that you said that day one. Because I'd be in such a further place if you had just said from day fucking one... Right. I don't want you. I don't want to be with you. Was it the hardest thing I ever had to hear? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that would have been easier for me than, like... I mean, what he did... Like, what he did speaks volumes itself, like, of course, but we it's very conflicting yeah. whenever you're having a conversation later on and it's, like, it's not that I stopped loving you or whatever. It's, like, you... It's so dumb. No, That's he just told you like everything that you, need, that you needed to hear so that you would hang on because he wanted to be with you, too. He wanted to have his cake and eat it, too. He wanted to be forgiven, and you would have forgiven him if you did not have more self-respect. If you also did not know that it was related to a larger pattern in which he cannot be a man he doesn't know how to be a man okay. and that's not gendered that's like I, how to be an adult i know but okay how to be responsible else i've been thinking about though because okay. it's like you, okay for all intents and purposes for a long time he was a very good person and this is i already know the answer to this and it's that the world's not black and white and like nobody's just good or bad and like we all have to navigate this world on our own but like for me i'm a very loyal and I think I'm a very good person, and I would not lie to someone directly and, like, manipulate them. If the roles were reversed, I would not do what he did to me no, in wouldn't. that place no, to, try to, to try to, like, keep me along. No, that's because you're not insane. But, I'm, but I just, it really is so appalling to me, and, like, I can't believe that people do that. You didn't deserve it. And, but not even just him, like people in general. Yeah. Yeah. Like look at another person and lie to them like that or like manipulate them anyway. It's inexplicable and it's unforgivable and it's not the person that you need to spend all your time. You know what I mean? Like, thank God, dude, we talked about this before too, but like you found out when I did. When you did. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a personality type. That's a pattern of behavior. That's a sick person. And you can have empathy for that person, but you're not with that person. Totally. And, and you don't need to sign up for that. And holy shit. But you're right. What a, what a horrifying surprise. But, like, how surprise. do you... Like, he was... Like, I think that's something I'm so... Like, what didn't I see? scared of because it's like what didn't you see and they're even in friends like thank god I have friends like you and great friends that like are not the people that like betray you and they are very loyal and very transparent and honest but it's like holy fuck there are really good people out there that at the same time as being such a good charming loyal not loyal, but you know, like yeah. they're this, there's this, they're this person that's like on a pedestal that everyone adores. And at the same time, they can be like so ugly and so evil. And you don't know, like, how do you know that? I don't know, but you know, it, it, it reminds me of like, you know, things I've said to you before where like, I'm like, when you, this is me speaking specifically to you, but I'm like, when you're a good, when you're a good friend, you're a good friend to everybody. But the problem with being a good friend to everybody is that, like, you don't get to be a great friend to a few people. 
And I worry that, like, you're not discerning. Because there are some people in your life who I think are your friends who I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, like, offended that they're your friend if I'm your friend. What? We have to talk about this offline. We'll talk about this offline. What the fuck? I don't think that you're very discerning. I don't think that you're very discerning. And I'm not, that's not me blaming you for anything that happened with this ex. Meaning, we all thought this dude was a good dude. Now, I will say, and this is not helpful, this does not make you feel any better. <laughs> but I, I pretty much was never convinced that you, that was the person that you were going to end up with. Like, I, I, from... No, I knew that too, but I think, like, so much of myself wanted it. Sure, and if you, if you both want it, right, regardless of whether or not it's right, it can happen. Right. But, like... That was not the person that was for you. No. And that's okay. That's okay. That doesn't make you feel any better. And I hate when people are like, well, I didn't, like, when people are like, I didn't fucking like her anywhere. Like, she was a piece of shit. I'm like, mm, not true. He wasn't a piece of shit. He just wasn't the person for you. And, and, and that's not a surprise to you because of conversations that we had the entire time y'all were together. Yeah. About that, priorities. That's why I'm and, so confused because it's like, how can when you know something the entire time still be so fucking heartbroken when it happens? Because you're holding on, you're holding on to an idea. You know, I love ideas. I'm a fucking. I have so much air in my chart. Yep. I don't. I'm not on the ground. I'm just in the air <laughs> all the time. I think that you. I think that you have a lot more soul searching to do. I do. About I think. This. I think I attached a lot of what I wanted so much of you my put, relationship and like love to be onto him. You and put, it is. Become it, and I had to realize that that's not realistic or true. You try to put a square peg in a round hole. Like I, li- you try I, to take that man. I projected him into and, everything I wanted and sculpt him down and shove him into a place where he just didn't belong, which was in your life. You, not that you try to change him, but you tried to change your perception of him, and so that it would fit into what you thought you wanted. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I, I do think that I have an unrealistic idea of, like, what love yes. or relationship should be mm-hmm. just because of how I grew up. Yeah. And I think, like, all of that was supposed to be in this person. And I'm having to real. It's, like, through this heartbreak is, like, not just this. It's, like, me realizing that everything that I wanted for so long, like, is just not true. And you have to, like, get over that because that's Well, you had to grow life. up. Yeah. It, like, shattered the illusion of what love is. shattered the illusion of what everything Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. But then we, you know, I mean, that brings us to the conversation we were having a bit ago where, when we were high as well, (laughs) at Thousand Figs, of, like, everyone saying that, like, we're really young, and, like, we're gonna find the right person, like, the person's gonna come along, and, like, you're your friend telling you, like, just wait until you're this age, and everyone's married, and, like, no one's, you know, no one's gonna be there for you anymore. And it's, like... We both were like, no, we thought we had it, and... No, I want to talk about that more, and I want to explain it. I want to, like, give some background. Like, yeah. these are some... these. This is a realization that I had recently, and it and Ashley and I have spoken about it, and I've spoken about it to several people, and, like, all of your 20s is usually spent. Like, if you grow up in any kind of... I mean, the society that we live in. Your 20s is spent nixing people. Being like, like no. nope, 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 nope. Like, you date someone, you're like, no. Like, you're, you're, you have this in your head, like, criteria of, like, what your person is going to be and what that relationship is going to feel like and what, and what attributes that person is going to have. And, like, they're going to be smart and funny and tall and good-looking and, like, they're going to make you feel like this and they're going to be that, blah, 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 blah. And you're going to so, live together and you're going to do this. You're going to live together and you do the whole thing. So every time you meet somebody who, like, doesn't fit that bill of the one, 
they're gone. Yeah. You're like, I'm not interested. They're not, I don't see a future with them. Totally. Unquote. So you get there and then you end up like both of us where you're in your early to mid twenties. You're with this person and you're like, cool, cool, cool. I did it. Cool, cool, cool. We skipped everything. We're here now. Let's did it. just do this. This is my forever. person. I found them. Boom. It's done. Great. And a lot of people end up marrying that person and they're together forever and great. Congratulations. Congratulations. Some people end up marrying that person and they realize, oh fuck, no, don't want that. Other people end up like us and being broken up with or breaking up with that person and then being like, holy Holy shit. shit. Now what? Right, now what? So, right, so we, and we both had beautiful, good, long-term, generally happy. Yes, absolutely. Loving. Loving. Caring. Beautiful, fun relationships. It was was great. That was the one. We found the one. But here's the thing. Now that's over. (laughs) So now we're in this place and like I guess it's different for me because I don't want to have kids. So there's no biological clock ticking for me. I have no clock ticking. I don't want kids and I don't really care that much about marriage. So I'm in this unique position where I feel the same way as you though. You don't want kids? No. Oh I didn't know that. I thought you wanted kids. No. You think I want children? I genuinely thought you wanted to be a mom. Oh my... I mean, I, you, you, I remember you talking about, like, well, you know, your husband would have to be, like, the main caretaker and that, like, you... Oh, I, I literally was like, I would only have kids because my husband wants kids and he would, like, stay at home and take care of them because I couldn't take care of them. So, you, okay, okay. So, then, so you don't care about kids either. Well, in the same way that, like, I cannot interact with a dog or, like, have a dog lick me in any way, like, a child's life, like, I babysat when I was younger and I had to literally call my mom to come and change the baby's diaper because I could not do it and I know that that changes when you get older but like I would fall asleep when I babysat children no I well, I can't interact with children I just didn't know that about you but I believe you and I feel like we're probably among the few not few maybe but among a minority of women who don't want to have kids so I many, never want to be a mom and I've never been maternal in my whole life me neither great great so we're not gonna have kids so now the, there's a biological impetus that is now gone there's no clock ticking and never felt the clock tick and we life. did it we found the one right we did it. It's over now. So, I guess the place that I'm in now is, like, I, I feel like a lot of the people in my life who I've talked to about my current relationship are, like, comparing her to my ex, or they're like, well, she's the rebound, or, like, whatever. And I'm like, there's no such thing as a rebound. There's no such thing as, you know, it, it's not like I'm now waiting to find the, one. the next one. Now I'm like, oh, I did that. I had that experience. And now, whoever I meet in my life... Who I want to, like, date romantically or who I just want to, like, hang out with or just have sex with. I'm going to meet them. And it's going to last as long as it's going to last. And no pressure. No pressure. If, I'll, if I'm enjoying spending time with this person and getting to know her and developing feelings for her and then it doesn't work out, that's okay. Because there'll be someone else. Because I'm fucking great. Yeah. And there's plenty of people out in this world that, like, want to be with me. And so it doesn't, there's, like, this real lack of pressure to, like suss people out and like get to the bottom of it and like do you want to have kids and, like do you want to do this and do you want to do that like I don't do that anymore it's like I can be chill about the people that I'm romantically interested in because I probably won't marry them and yeah. I don't want to have children with them and so I, I just get to meet people where they're at and enjoy them for exactly what they how are how freeing and beautiful is that though it's amazing it's like are we just gonna bone and never talk again love that cool are we gonna have like a six month romance where like we travel a lot and like fuck each other like nasty and then like we break up. That's like all I want. <laughs> Great. You know, is it going to be like a couple years where like we grow a lot and learn a lot from each other and then like and that's then, it. That's it. That's fine. I'm just open to whatever comes around. And, and there's, I'm not putting pressure on any of those relationships to be my person because you know what, you know, what I've been working on while I've been single, Ashley, you 
I'm working on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm my fucking person. I'm my fucking person. I take care of me. I handle my shit. I feed me. I bathe me. I clothe me. I pay my fucking bills. I work this body out. I go to the gym. I put good food in it. I surround it with good people. I'm my fucking person. I'm, I'm not looking for a person. If you are also your own person and you would like to be two people together, cool. Let's do it. That's so huge. If you're your own person, yeah. don't come at me a half fucking person trying to like fucking solve all this shit for you. I'm working on myself. Yeah. We're all working on our fucking selves. We're trying so hard. We're reading all the books. We're going to the gym. We're trying to cook for ourselves. For you yet. What? I don't think it's clicked for you yet. What? You're like real commitment to you. I, no, I'm still definitely working on that. Yeah. I have terrible self-will. Really? I have terrible self-will with everything that doesn't have to do with my career. That's sh- That's wild. I have terrible self-will that's true. with anything that has to do not with my career. Can I stick to any routine that doesn't have to do with work? No. Never in my life. It has to just like, I don't know how it happened for I don't me. know how you flip it on. It just turned on for me one day. I swear to God, I can't explain it. It just one day I was like, oh. I hope that edible changed my life. I feel like it did. I did a skincare routine for two days in a row. I went for a bike ride. I went to tap today. I don't fucking know. You know what it is? I think it's because I grew up Catholic. <laughs> I'm what? serious. No, it's like, there's a, like, Catholicism is about, like, self-denial. And, like, I mean, think about, like, every year Lent is, like, giving something up for 40 days. It's, like, like every you year commit you commit to something. Yeah. And, and no one's holding you accountable except for you. No so you, like, ever, learn to hold yourself accountable. No one ever held me accountable ever in my whole life. My mom was, like... Do ballet, and I, I would be like, I want to do ballet. And then I would do it, then I would quit. And she'd oh, be like, see, my okay, parents cool. never let me quit. No, they never I'm let me quit anything. I had to do piano for three fucking years, and I hated it for three years. I'm 100% a quitter, and it's because my mom let me quit. You're Catholic. Yeah, this is not a roast. No, and I know it's not a roast. You've been really hitting it hard, but like, people need to tell me my truth. It's fine. It's fine. This is not an attack because, like I said, like I. I don't have control over the things that happen to me and how they happen, right? Like, I mean, I have a little bit of control and, like, I've done the best that I can, but, like, you know, like, I think several other things. It's like, you, the other thing is, I know what it is with you. I know what it is. I feel like, you know, I have a tendency to isolate when things get bad, and you have a tendency. I don't isolate at all. You do the opposite. You, like, throw yourself into, like, friends and work and everything. But I think because I had so much time where I was isolating, I spent a lot of time with myself. Which was terrifying. Terrifying, but great. But great, but like... And every time I spend time with myself... You hate it. You hate it. I hate it, but it's always great after. Yes. In the same way that everything that I do that's good for myself, I hate it, and then it's always great after. Yeah. Cooking, hate it, great after. Working out, hate it, great after. Skincare, hate it, great after. But I think that you're thinking of it in all those categories, which is like the things that you need to do to like get your shit together, but what it really is is like you need to spend time with you. Because once you spend some time with you, then you will get to know your internal self and you will do what feels right to you. Meaning if having a skincare routine doesn't sit with you and feel like that is how you want to spend that time, then don't do it. But you don't know that. You're doing you're following the, the prescription of the self care. Yeah, but I also think that I like um I like a lot of things. Yeah. So I like I like a face mask and then I don't like I'm gonna like hate a face mask. I don't know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, spending that time it's, to just be so by yourself. It's exhausting to me, but it has to happen. It's going to happen when it, it's gonna happen when it happens. And when it happens, it's going to click for you. And it's, it's, I'm telling you, like, I don't, you know, the thing is, is like, I'm starting to tell people next week. What do you mean? Are you proud of me? When people reach out and they're like, let's do this. And I'm like, what's your schedule like in the next two weeks? I'm not saying, 
Yeah. Right now. When, like, tell me when. I love that. That's huge for me. Is that because to of be our like, conversation? I'm booked now and I'm booked next week, so, like, tell me, like, are you free in a month? Get like, this calendar. Literally trying to get on the calendar. Love it. It's, that's, you say that you're protecting your time and your energy, but, like, that's, that's a beautiful example of you protecting your time and your energy. I literally think that it will change my life. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I love this. It literally, like... I woke up Saturday and Sunday, and then I was at work today, and, like, some thoughts, like, would come into my mind, and I would, like, feel myself kind of be drained a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, shut the fuck up. What's the next thing we gotta do? Next. But in, like, a good way. Not in, like, a, I'm ignoring my feelings and problems kind of way, you know? No, but in a, what you did was, you felt a feeling, you acknowledged that feeling. This is good therapy stuff. (laughs) You felt a feeling, you acknowledged the feeling, you said, okay, I feel overwhelmed or I feel drained by that. And you just said, but I'm going to let that be over here for right now. Yeah. You're emotionally regulating. It's incredible. Why, all, why have a therapist and you can just you talk just to do me? it yourself or talk to Cindy. I just have so much therapy that like, I know, I know how to sound like a therapist. And look, look everyone. I'm actually trying to find a therapist. Cindy's therapist won't email me back. It's fine. She I'm trying to find someone to get. that like takes my insurance. You guys know the drill. It is a struggle to it find is. a therapist in the city. But I'm going to find one. If you had me, Rex, DM the podcast because I need one. Slide into these DMs. Slide into the DMs. You do. You do. Because you need – I think that's another example of, like, the, it, one of the ways in which I take time for myself. And pour into yourself for sure. Is, like, that hour is for me. And it's always something that I do every two weeks. And it's, like, a time where I get to talk about whatever I want to talk about. I definitely need to cry more. Like, you said you had that therapist that you just, like, showed up and you, like, cried forever. I don't cry very often and I feel like I need to cry more. When did I do that? Oh, you mean recently? No. An old therapist. An old therapist. Oh, yeah. You would just, like, attend and cry for 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't know if I need that, but I feel like I need to cry for, like, a little bit. And I just don't ever... I can't... Like, I... It's rare. It's so rare that I'm with myself and I cry. The last... The last therapy session that I had, which was couple weeks ago because I'm going tomorrow like you know I told her about the whole like me navigating the like co-parenting with the dog with my ex and like we spend that entire session like a talking about coping mechanisms for like if I see her in public right or if I have to interact with the ex like things I can do to like make myself feel okay yeah like literal techniques like breathing grounding like Mm -hmm. here are the steps I'm going to take if I see her and like I start to panic so we talked about that, and we also just, like, tapped into, like, she, it was really scary, but we, um, and this is, I guess, kind of woo-woo, she's a little bit woo-woo, but, like, we, we, she was like, I'm gonna, like, guide you into that space where, like, you get, like, scared and, like, want to cry and, like, can't get there emotionally. So, like, we walked into this space where she was like, you know, like, what's that feeling? Like, if you imagine, like, seeing her, like, what would that make you feel? And she made me get to that emotional state and then stay there for, like, ten minutes. Fuck. Asking me, like, where do I feel it in my body? Like, what does it look Whoa. like? What does it sound like? Like, what what are the physical sensations I'm experiencing? Like, is my heart racing? Is my stomach dropping? Do I feel like my throat clenching? Do I, like, want to cry? Do I, like, have chills? Like, what are the things I'm feeling? And then just to literally sit in it. And I, and I mean, and she was like, I want you to, like, touch your chest. I want you to, like, close your eyes. I, I want you to, like, so feel it. Fuck. And I just sat in that. And I started, like, like, literal tears just started, like, falling down my face and like I wasn't even hysterical but I was just it was so sad 
And what I realized was when I went there, I was like, oh, like, she was like, how does this place feel? And I was like, familiar. Like, I know this place. Like, I've been here so many times. Like, this kind of sad that I have felt, this feel, it felt like nostalgic to me. And I told her that. I was like, it feels like my childhood. It feels like my teenage years. It feels like my first breakup. It feels like depression. It feels like all the sad that I've ever experienced is this place. And it makes me want to avoid it. And it feels But how powerful to, like, sit in that though and like recognize it for what it is but also understand that you have been there and have come out of it yeah so many times yeah so like I sat in it and then we talked about it and then like over time like you know 10 minutes is a long time to just like sit there crying in a therapy session but like you know every every few minutes it was like we'd be talking and then she'd be like how does it feel now and I'd be like you know like I remember there was a distinct point maybe like six minutes in where I was like oh you know actually like I feel okay here like I feel like I can see what's happening I don't feel as scared anymore like I've been here I've been here before and I'm I know what this space is and like it doesn't make me feel like physical symptoms anymore Mm -hmm. and the longer I sat in it the more like okay I was and then you know she talked me back out of it and afterwards she was like that was really brave of you to like let me take you there and like to like sit in it for so long and like to come out of it and she was like you know the more you access that space the less scary it'll be the less panic it's just familiar and you're like oh i know this feeling you can right so she was like you know when you feel like you need to go there sometimes like just know that like you can let yourself go there and you're not gonna lose it like you can go there and visit it and sit with it for a little second and like come back out of it and like be okay and whoa it was pretty fucking transformative but i'm doing work like i'm doing hard fucking work like i don't leave feeling better right i leave being like i've got so much more to do well this is making me think and it's like i wonder if i am not putting up boundaries and like not you know like i'm i'm continually putting myself in a place where i'm gonna feel terrible yeah but it's because i haven't done the work so it's almost like you're you need to get there to move through it and like I haven't really moved through it like can your body crave that because yeah it sounds like you need a safe way to to do that without like triggering yourself constantly with like seeing your like hearing about the ex seeing the ex talking to the ex whatever it's like you're making yourself miserable maybe because yeah maybe it's not self-induced I haven't I haven't like really gone to the depths of it yet because it is really scary and I think I your whole nature wants to avoid that your whole nature wants to avoid it and I think I'm still so confused by it like I like (laughs) it's like all the demons have like it's growing up I Mm -hmm. thought that something was that people were a certain way Mm -hmm. and that x plus y equals z or whatever Mm -hmm. And that was proven wrong to me. It's like my childhood self, like, cannot accept that this is not how the world works. So I... And so getting to the place where it's not even about the relationship, but about, like, this fundamental aspect of life that I just didn't understand. Your world got turned upside down. Like... Both of ours did. Yeah. That's where I'm having to relearn everything that I thought about people and relationships and... And the way you treat other people. Damn. Damn. I mean, this is, this goes, this perfectly leads into another thing that I wanted to discuss, which was, um, this, another thing about me navigating this new relationship is, like, all the shit that bubbles up that 
traces from the pain from this past relationship. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is like my ability to future plan with someone. And I think that like I've had several like arguments and like confrontations and just like awkward moments with my girlfriend about like why don't why do I get weird when she wants to like plan a concert that we go to together like next month and I it makes me shut down. Like why am I scared to make a plan with her beyond two weeks on the calendar? Why can't I physically do it? And like she was the one who at first was like, Yeah, why don't you do that? What's wrong? What's going on? And I had to realize like, oh fuck, like, this is a like a hangover from my relationship in which like I had future plans with somebody had a life plan with somebody and that person ripped that from me it's like how can I feel safe making a future plan with anybody yeah when that happened to me but I had been a lot of those things that would come up I had kept like I had naturally pinned them on this breakup and been like well I'm all fucked up now because of this breakup and like I didn't have these issues before now I have them one of which being the future planning but I was recently talking to my cousin and, you know, explaining to her some of these things. And, you know, she had, like, a, a really interesting perspective. You know, she knows my family and sort of my history. And she was like, well, you know, you keep hearkening this back to the breakup. But, like, you know, to be fair, she was describing how she felt so much more comfortable when she actually got married to her mm-hmm. husband. And that until then, she always felt like people were going to abandon her. But that marriage to her made her feel like, well, we are in this together. Like, we promised each other, blah, 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 blah. And I was like... Marriage uh, doesn't mean anything. Right. I'm like, <laughs> right. I was like, someone... I was like, your husband can still leave. He can still cheat. He can still change his fucking mind one day. Like, that piece of paper doesn't mean shit. Like, if someone wants to leave, they can leave. And she's like, right, but don't you understand that, like, maybe you think that because you don't have examples of people sticking together in your life? Like, she was like, I mean, it's not about you and the ex. It's about you and your... It's, like, your parents. Yeah. And I was like, huh? It had... Like, my parents were not together. My parents have divorced each other twice. Um, And it never dawned on me that, like, oh, yeah. Like, I grew up with no example of what a marriage looks like to stick it out with someone. Yeah. Like, my, my parents didn't stick it out with each other. Shit got hard, and they bailed on each other. And then they bailed on each other again. And they bailed on each other again. And I, so that instability, and then me growing up, and, like, that being my example of a relationship, like, of course, like, and, and of course, like, my cousin was like, oh, my parents have been together for 50-something years. Yeah. And my husband's parents have been together for 30-something years. Like, meaning, we both come from this solid foundation, we both understand that like a marriage is something that we're going to be in forever and like that's something that we can do and I'm like wow I will never feel that I will never ever feel that secure in a relationship because I don't have a fucking template for it and this whole time until she said that I thought that that was because of this past breakup and now I'm realizing it's not only the breakup in which again someone did not stay with me and stick it out with me I I was not had a domestic partnership I mean had a domestic partnership like clearly I was not worth sticking it out for and what example do I have from the, the the relationship that is formative for all kids, their parents, that when shit gets bad, we don't stick it out, we bail. So, wow, how am I going to unlearn that? Like, every relationship is going to feel insecure to me. Every, every commitment is going to feel like, when are you going to leave? Yeah. How can I trust, again, not only after this breakup, but when my examples, when all of my lived experience is... When shit hits the fan, and even when it doesn't, people leave, and they bail. 
and there's no real, and you're not worth sticking around for. So that's my shit. I mean, my parents have stuck together, but I still, like, I think I feel the insecurity of, like, waking up and, like, not being happy, though, you know? I don't know. I guess it's like there's two sides to every coin, right? Like for sure. The other side of that coin is right. You're married for 25 years. We all hate each other. But also that like hating that person, but knowing that the person's gonna be there, it's different. It's different. Like those are two different issues. Like that that is an issue that you probably have, which is like, am I gonna choose wrong? Oh yeah, that's 100 percent my issue. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna choose right, and you're gonna leave every time. So thanks, Mom and Dad. But, like, how does anybody... We see it every day. We see divorce happen every day. Yeah. I, the amount of people that came out of the world being like, oh, yeah, like... I think people... On. It's like, Jesus Christ, is there any hope for anyone in this world? Beyonce was cheated on! What hope do we have? We have to just acknowledge that we're fucked up, and we have to acknowledge that we we bring shit into relationships, we bring shit into situations with other people that aren't relevant to them, but are results of trauma and experience for us, and try to suss that out, and be honest, and be knowledgeable, well, and, and talk about it. I love that you and Lake Tats are being honest and talking about these things, like, openly with each other, but still being like, but I want to be with you. Yeah. You know? Like, that's yeah. amazing. It is amazing. It's crazy. That's, it's like, crazy. a level... That's next level. It's, honestly, the best part of being a lesbian. <laughs> is being, like... So, what did your therapist say about our argument last night? Because my therapist said, like, blah, blah, blah. like legitimate conversations we have had that's are... So awesome. What did you say about me to your therapist today? And what did your therapist have to say? Holy shit. I, but, like, that sounds cuckoo. And, like, I It know, does sound cuckoo. I, th- I think that's, like, fucking awesome. Yeah. I think most people in their lives would, like, want that level of intimacy and transparency with their partner. Male, female, doesn't matter. Like... I think this relationship, among many things, it has taught me, one of which is to never settle for anything less than great sex all the time. But, like, the other thing is, <laughs> we're bringing it back up, guys. All the time. We're bringing it back up. Most important priority. Most important priority. But the other thing is, like, I will not, going forward, uh, date somebody who is not actively in therapy. And I'm talking about, like, not like I used to see a therapist and I don't anymore, but I'm talking, like, I have a consistent, on-the-books, schedule, therapy session, and I do not miss it. That is just something that I've decided is a priority for me, and it's something that I wouldn't have known until I was in this current situation that I'm in, and it's, like, very uh, impressive to me. It's, you know, because I've, I've been in therapy since I was, you know, a young, young teenager, like, before I was a teenager, and in and out for many years and different therapists and I, I, I just like, there's something that, like, I just, it's like a bond, it's like a shared bond when I know somebody goes to therapy because I'm like, oh fuck, like, I know that like every two weeks you're going into battle, like, you're going in there and you're like, I'm gonna just, I am, I'm fucked up. And I'm laying it all on the table. I'm laying it all on the table and I'm gonna like actively try to be better and like sort through my shit and like, whether or not that's with therapy or whatever, but, like, with a therapist, like, I know that you're, I know what you're going into every week or every other week. Yeah. And that you are, like, doing the fucking hard work, and, like, that is so important to me. But, you know, it's the same thing about, like, how I feel about all my friends at the gym and how bonded we are. It's, like, there's something incredible about that. It's, like, these people that I spend every 6.30 p.m. weeknight 
with. It's like we are all doing it. Just doing it. We've all, like, we're showing up. And no one else understands that. No one else gets, like, unless you're doing it, you don't get what it's like to show up every day to the same thing and just to get your ass beat. At the gym, at the therapist, it's like showing up knowing that you're going to suffer, showing up knowing that it's going to be hard work, but that it's going to ultimately better you. Like, that's something that interests me in another person. That's what I'm doing. That's the level that I'm bringing. Yeah. So I don't want to date anybody who's not also doing that. I think it's powerful as shit. I think I do that in stints, and I want to be the type of person that does it long-term. Like, I did, like, a six-week ceramic class, and, like, I'm doing this, like, tap thing. And so I'm still doing the thing where I'm, like, trying something for a little while and, like, enjoying it, but then not having to commit long-term. Again, like, wow, it's, like, the upbringing thing. Like, my – I was never allowed to quit anything if I wanted to do it. And I think, like, there's a freedom in, like, being able to quit, but it's also, like – what are you going to commit to? Oh, it totally fu- I think it totally fucked me up. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, when I was a kid, I was thankful. You got to explore. I got and... to explore everything, which was really great. And I think that that has really taken the pressure off of everything that I'm, like, interested in because, mm-hmm. I can, because I'm not putting that pressure on myself. But at the same time, I do think that it has, like, affected my level of being able to commit to activities that are ultimately good for me, but that might be difficult in the long run. Yeah, because you'll bail if it gets difficult, or you'll bail if you lose interest. Right. But then it gives you the freedom to explore every whim and fancy that you might have. Right. Wow. Sounds like we need a little bit of both. Like, it's like, I feel like I would like more, I would like to feel more freedom to explore my curiosity, and maybe you would like to rein in and have more structure and and really, like, again, spend time with yourself. Should we challenge each other? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Ooh, what? We have to like, ha- yeah, we have to like do this officially. I already know what mine's gonna be for you. What, like, wash my face every night? <laughs> that shouldn't even be a challenge. I, I don't know! Wash I your wash, face! No, I wash my face. It's just like, am I doing the whole like 16 oils type of situation? Well, it just sounds like maybe you don't have a routine that fits for you. We can talk about that. Okay. Offline. Okay, well, what's your challenge for me? My challenge for you is that. Every day, oh my god, fuck. Every day, you're going to take one hour for yourself. You're going to listen to a podcast, and you're not going to do other things. Okay. Whatever that, whatever that hour is, you're going to do. You're going to do it. You're going to either cook dinner for yourself and eat it, or you're going to listen to a podcast, or you're going to meditate, or you're going to take a bath, or you're going to like literally self care, like get in that bathtub. Soak for a while, do a full body exfoliation, do several skincare things, but like every day for an hour, for one hour, you have to build that time in. It's not an option. I want my challenge for you to be to explore every woman fancy, and I want you to do that for at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. Explore what? Explore what did you say? Like any women fancy or curiosity that you have. Any women? Whim? Whim and fancy. I'm sorry, I'm quoting you what you said earlier. Oh, okay. But, like, I think you should maybe explore taking a class in something that you've never done before. That you might not be good at. What do you mean? Be specific. Like, I did ceramics. Right, no, but I mean, like, like, every day I have to explore. Yeah, so, like, you know, we're we're talking about you writing a stand-up routine. Like, Mm. how's that going? Are you doing that consistently? Are you putting a lot of pressure on yourself in that area when you should just be, like, trying to have fun with it? Yes. I yes. mean, am I working on it consistently? Actually, yes. Am I putting pressure on myself? 
Yes. Yeah. So I think I think that there are a lot of things that you're interested in that you also should explore more. Meaning I commit too much to it and then I like don't want to do it because it feels like a commitment. Totally. Okay. Like I think I want you to do a variety of different things. Like make a list of like 20 things and you have to do all of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Like literally everything. So quantity, not quantity, not quality. quality. And you're doing the opposite. I'm going to do the opposite. How long? 30 days? 30 days. That's how long it takes Wait, to Wait, can we start in October? Right? Yeah. Because it's like October's coming up in a day now. Yeah. So October, you're going to spend an hour with yourself every day. Yeah, okay. Doing one thing. Mm-hmm. Of and your choosing. Yes. And every day I'm going to spend... How long? 30 minutes to an hour. Okay. Exploring. Like Give me... You, I need strict parameters. Okay. I want you... An hour's a long time. For that. For yeah. that. So 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Okay. Like... And you need to explore, maybe choose 30 things or 15 things, and you do, like, two a day or something. Like, don't get too deep. You can't get too deep. You're having fun. Maybe you, like, buy a bunch of fucking Play-Doh, and you're, like, making shit with Play-Doh. I just want you to, like, be a kid and, like, have fun again. Play. Play. I want you to play. Wow. I'll do it. Shake on it. (gasps) We're gonna do it! We're gonna... Be okay. And we challenge you to come up with your own fucking challenge. Challenge your friends. Figure out what the hell you need to be doing with your life that's going to better you. And do it. It's so much easier to see the holes in other people's lives than it to see really their own. That's what friends are for. You really got to find that person for you. And, and I think these conversations are important to have. This is where I also want to jump in to say, like, thank everybody. Like, I just want to thank everybody for listening to this fuck shit. And also... So many people have reached out and have been like, wow, wow, wow. Like, anytime you need a guest to share a traumatic breakup story, like, would love to come on. I have so many. So many messages like that. And, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, like, I know that it's really just a sign of support. But I also want to tell those people, and I don't, but here I am saying it, like, this is not, this podcast is not about us sharing a breakup story. The only time we shared the breakup story was the first episode. Yeah. It's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about reliving trauma. It's not about, like, LOL, I have a worse story. What it is is we're trying to have conversations. And we want to... We're having these conversations with each other and with our other friends. And we want to encourage you guys to have those conversations with your friends. other people in your life, yeah. Yeah. Because they're important. They are. We all need to check each other. But you, we don't need to rehash. Like, I'm sure everybody has a horrifying breakup story. We all have one. We've read them. We Fuck, we made a podcast about them, it. You know? But we're not rehashing the details. It's not interesting. And we're moving forward. We're moving forward, and this podcast is about, or at least I think we're trying to make it about, healing. We're dealing. Dealing and healing. So go talk to your friends about it. And talk to us about it. Like, we want to know about we it. We love We're not going to have guests. Convos. We're not going to have guests. We're not going to let anybody come on here and rehash their breakup story because that's not productive or interesting. It just... But we want to talk. We want to know about it and yeah. we want you to talk to your friends about it. And have these kinds of conversations. It's beautiful. That's really what it is. It's about cracking yourself open. Bust it wide open, you might say. Bust it wide open. So that, like, the light can come in. Just, like, bust down, Tatiana. I'm trying to have a moment. Oh. (laughs) I love you. I love you too, bitch. Good job. We're done? We're fucking done. Fuck. Block his ass. Block his fucking ass.